1: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This is your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State. I'm your host, Josh Raley, and with me, I've got my co-host, Mr. Pierce Dellis. Pierce, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well, man. I'm uh, feeling a little silly because we waited until after opening weekend to record this because we were really feeling like we were going to have tags punched and (laughs) be (laughs) high-fiving through the camera here, but... No Uh, dice. (laughs) Dude, I didn't even go.
2: I didn't even go. I know. I didn't even go. All of our plans just, like, fell apart. They did. You you were going to go
0: out on Thursday, and, yeah, we talk a big game at the end of this episode, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Dude, to be fair, I didn't go to bed till like, 2. So, I had to do the math and just be like, okay, so I'm going to get up. It's an hour to my hunting spot, right? So, I'm like, all right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to bed at 2. I'm going to get up at 3.45 Right? Drive an hour, hunt, come back home, pick up kids from school, be dad until you know, 7, 7.30, whenever they go to bed, and then work that night and have to stay up late again until who knows what hour. Right. Then get up Friday morning at 3.45 to go to a consult that I had on Friday morning. Cause I worked Friday, Saturday, 10 hour days out on a, on a property, um, doing habitat work, planting food plots, Mm -hmm. hanging stands, all that good stuff. And I did that Friday, Saturday.
0: All without mechanical assistance.
1: Oh yeah. Without mechanical assistance. So This was not like, Hey, throw the the bag of seed in the, in the spreader on the tractor and go drive around. This was like Mm -hmm. by hand because we're in the, you know, the, the Appalachian mountains of North Georgia. So this is not like fancy food plotting at all. Um, so man, I just had to, to, to to do the math and be like, look, I can't physically do everything I need to do if I go Mm -hmm. hunting in the morning. Cause there wasn't going to be time to sleep.
0: Right. Not to mention then you got a punch tag, you got to take care of a deer and get that squared away and in the freezer and all that. And that takes half a day at least.
1: Dude, if I had gone hunting and killed a deer, I would have just had to cancel something. Like (laughs) I would have just had to call Dan and be like, Hey buddy, look, the Networks got, not going to get any new episodes tomorrow. Like it's just no, none of them are getting uploaded until next week. So sorry. You know, it just would. Have He's been. an Iowa
0: man. He understands, though.
1: That's right. He, he would. Get it. <laughs> he, would get it. he would get it. He would get it. So anyway, Pierce, how did your how did your uh, opening weekend go?
0: Uh it did not go quite as planned. Um, I was telling you a little earlier. I made the mistake of. So, so I, I hunted up at my folks' place um, on their property and I made the mistake of setting all my stuff out on the porch, you know, the air out and all that, like I always do. And then I had my bow inside because I was sharpening broadheads and I set it near the back door without realizing that on the other side of the back door, behind this little table we've got with some shed antlers and whatnot there was a little plug-in air freshener sitting back there and so when i got all situated up in the stand and whatnot um, the wind shifted drifted in towards my face and i smelled nothing but apple cinnamon fall scented uh air freshener and immediately it was just like dude i'm screwed (laughs) i don't like i I might as well just get down now but
1: (laughs) i've got a bowl of potpourri with me in the in the deer stand
0: right exactly i was like i guess we're really gonna see what kind of thermals we have down in this uh (laughs) down in this little soil here but
1: was it uh, was it one of those air fresheners that sprays every now and then
0: i don't know that it sprayed but dude it may as well because my bow reeked right it was bad right um but i did see some deer uh saw a nice you know young probably two and a half year old uh nine pointer um he caught wind of me, as did the other does, except for two of them that went right down beneath my stand um, once the sun came up and thermal started rising. Um, and then I got more fired up at the seven toms that I thought might just barely sneak into range um, and I might be able to throw an arrow at, but uh, wasn't so fortunate there either. So, Man, so no, toms, some cool stuff, but no dice.
1: no deer. Uh, you said though, the nine, you wouldn't have shot the nine anyway.
0: No, no.
1: So he was going to get a pass. So it's not, I feel like I'm less heartbroken about that. Like if mm-hmm. that was one that you were like, Hey, I'm going to shoot that guy. Or like even, even a borderline buck that you're like, ah, eh, if he comes over here, I'm going to have to think about it. Like right. that would have been way more heartbreaking.
0: Right. I was more bummed that I couldn't like get a picture of him than, uh, throw an arrow at him. Right.
1: Right. Well, that's all right, man. You know, at least you, uh, at least you got into the woods. Mm -hmm. I did hang in actually I was in several tree stands this weekend uh it was just because I was hanging them um I hung one I finished some handrails on some really nice shadow hunter blinds um yes I was uh, I was out and about I hung 12 trail cameras this weekend we got six cell cameras out and six SD card cameras out we saw deer all over the place dude it was just it was wild the acorns are just raining Right now, I mean, absolutely sure. raining. Um, we cut in hunter access trails through the back door of a couple of food plots. So um, we're going to be able to come right up the backside, sneak into a blind, and there could be deer in the food plot and they'd never know where they we're there. Like, it's, it's just not going to happen. There is a man, there's a set that I'm really excited about. I'm not going to get to hunt it, but
0: <laughs> so. How big is that property?
1: It's 140-plus uh, acres.
0: Okay. So sure. it's a good chunk of land.
1: It's a goodern, and it's got a Absolutely. lot of topography to it. I mean, it's a lot of up and down. We're talking sure. Blue Ridge Mountains kind of sure. know, up and down. Um, there's one spot where you go up this ridge. It's real steep. Um, but when you get to the very top of the ridge, right, there is a... Um, there's a tree right there red oak okay Mm -hmm. we put the the stand in that red oak it shoots out across this little like valley kind of thing this little ditch i guess you could call it uh to the opposite side ridge which is very narrow that opposite side ridge has a travel corridor that we cut in there was already a deer trail there but we made it even better uh so it doesn't matter in the evenings if your thermals are pulling to eat whichever side of the ridge doesn't matter. They're most likely gonna pull back down behind you. Even if there's a little bit of a wind that pulls them down in front of you, you're still good because it pulls them down and away. And we've got a perfect shot on this travel corridor. Twenty-two and twenty-seven yards or something like that, twenty-two and twenty-five. Oh nice. Just up this hill, we've got bedding, a bedding area that we cut in this past year that's so thick you can't even like you can't you there's nothing you can do with it now. I mean it's so thick. Sure. But we've got a couple of little trails that we cut in, snaked around, cut out a couple of holes where they can bed in. And uh, at the very bottom and at the very top of this ridge are now brand new food plots that did not exist there before. Sure. And so dude, this spot's gonna be lights out, man.
0: That sounds like it. So you hung the stand in that red oak?
1: Yep, the stand is in oh. that red oak. Uh, gotcha. It is dropping a little bit, it's not, mm-hmm dropping majorly right now but there's not a lot of timber in there all of this was harvested probably eight nine years ago okay and so it's just thick 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 and they left a couple of oaks around but um this spot's gonna be dynamite man we hung a mock scrape down at the bottom a couple of weeks ago in the bottom food plot and we it's already getting hit and oh, so awesome. yeah it's this this landowner is gonna kill a buck out of this stand like I, <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna go ahead and call it. Um,
0: And was that all natural traffic on that mock scrape or did you use any synthetics or any, or, Oh, awesome.
1: All natural. Didn't Didn't didn't, better. I didn't even pee in it, man. Like I didn't even, (laughs) I didn't even use God's attractant to, uh, you know, to get that thing fired up. So, uh, it should be good. Both those plots are planted now. I think we're going to strengthen that movement along that ridge, that ridge line because that ridge that we can shoot to runs all the way down to that bottom food plot. And leads all the way up to the back end of the upper food plot. Mm-hmm. So it should just be dynamite. Oh, yeah. But anyway, huh. we'll see, man.
0: We'll that see. sounds like a heck of a setup, man. Dude, that
1: design was was incredible. Like when I, when I first designed it and like handed it all over to the landowner, he was like, that looks too good to be true. And I was like, <laughs> I know it does, doesn't it? And he was, like, he was like, do you really think we can do that? And I was like, let's see, you know, and right. uh, finally completed it this weekend. I mean, we've put – weekend after weekend of work into this spot and it's uh sure it's dialed in it's ready to go there were deer all over the place up there lots of sign lots of acorns all over the place so yeah should be getting wild here pretty soon but man i did not get out uh this weekend unfortunately as far as hunting goes this morning felt like hunting season here and there's not a dadgum thing i can do about it my wife goes (laughs) out of town tomorrow and we will be out of town all week long I will be here by myself with three children, bringing them to and from school. So, zero chance that I get out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just the next watching week. the forecast.
1: Yep. Yep. And there's a that persimmon tree that I was telling you about, right? It's loaded yep. down with persimmons at the end of my neighborhood, kind of watching it to see, okay, what are their persimmons going to do at the hunting camp? About what, five, four, or five days ago, I told you they're starting to drop. I drove past it this morning to drop the kids off at school. There's not a persimmon left in the tree.
0: Oh, no. They are gone. They are gone. Do they all typically do that at once, or is it just uh, like, will there be different pockets of it in different areas?
1: Yeah, there will be different pockets of it in different areas. Um, The persimmons at my lease, I don't know their status right now, but if they're lined up well with the status of this one, they gone. there's nothing left, but, uh, I mean, I've got a week at, you know, at best I've got a week until I can get out again. So sure. It is what it is, man. But anyway, enough of my whining and complaining. (laughs) We've got some uh, housekeeping that we need to do a couple of different things. Number one, we've got a new Instagram page. Had somebody actually message me on, I guess it was Saturday. It was like, uh, was the Wisconsin sportsman not following me already or is this something that I need to know about? And I was like, hey, nope, it's all good. New uh, new page coming out. Pierce, why do we do a new page?
0: Well, we've got some transitions occurring over at the Sportsman's Empire Network. In right. that that uh, you're a proud Georgia resident. And right. you're about, what, 15, 16 hours from Wisconsin? Yep, 15. Yeah, yeah, a good hike. Right. And so uh, since, you know, since this change and some other reshuffling in the network, uh, you've now taken over yet another podcast. So right. Your hands are a little full now right. amidst right. all the family obligations and, uh, uh, you know, trying to find some time to get out in the woods. And so you are now the proud host of the Southern Way Hunting podcast.
1: I am. I am indeed. You should listen to it too. It's good.
0: I know that's my plan for this afternoon. I got a lot of road time today. It's been been caught up there.
1: It's it's pretty good. But uh, so big reason that we wanted to um, you know swap up the Instagram pages rather than just handing it off. I've got a lot of folks who are one they're Southern folks. They know who I am uh, just because of years of me living down here. uh, Who've been following along, and I've got a lot of family and personal friends that have followed me on that uh, Wisconsin Sportsman page. So the original Wisconsin Sportsman page will become the Southern Way Hunting Podcast page. Uh, This new Wisconsin Sportsman page is going to be managed mostly by you. I'll be on there. We'll be back and forth. You know, we'll be doing our our thing on there. But um, it's still a good way to reach out to us. But if you're on the Wisconsin Sportsman page, the current one, please do go follow this new uh, page, the Wisconsin Sportsman Pod, right? The Wisconsin Sportsman Pod. And, uh, yeah, go follow that. That way you can keep up with what we're doing. That way when the transition happens, you're not just like, wait, what happened to the Wisconsin sportsman? Where did, where did that go? Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be popping up in your feed now mm, sometime in the next week or two as the Southern Way. So uh, don't let that freak you out. Also, don't miss out on your opportunity to uh, to go follow it, man, because there's still going to be cool stuff coming. And Pierce yep. is uh, going to be able to do a lot more cool stuff in Wisconsin than I am because uh, that whole 15 hours thing. <laughs>
0: Right. Much shorter commute.
1: Yeah. Much shorter commute. So, uh, we've got another, another little bit of housekeeping before we jump into this week's episode. Uh, we've got a, a new code, we've got a code to share we with our listeners. Code. We can, we can save folks a little bit of money. So why don't you tell us about the code? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we're stoked to be rolling out with a new partner here. Revo sunglasses, R E V O, um, they make some just phenomenal eyewear and I've been on their program now for uh just over a year and you know being a fly fishing guide and uh you know spend a lot of time on the water a lot of time on the road um whatnot let me tell you these glasses are freaking sweet and I mean their polarization and just lens quality is it's the best I've found and I've you know shopped around a number of different large name, you know, bigger brands, you know, the the Oakleys, the Smiths. um, I've tried a couple of Costas and stuff here as well. Um, Revo is the best that I've found so far. Um, And we are pumped to be able to offer you 30% off if you use code uh, Wisconsin Sportsman 30.
1: Awesome, man. So do you have a specific like model that
0: you prefer I'm a big fan of the crawlers. The crawlers. Uh, they've got a, a photochromic lens option in that. So basically, it's almost like a transition lens. Okay. Um, and so, you know, for fishing in, uh, you know, early mornings and, and just as the days are getting shorter, you know, if you get into some evening fishing and stuff, um, it used to always drive me nuts how it would it would be – Still light enough that, you know, I, I could, you know, I'd have some glare on the water, but it would be too dark for regular lenses to be, you know, beneficial. It'd be tough for me to see my fly and what was going on and stuff. So I'm pretty pumped to be rolling out uh, those uh, today, actually, is the first time I'm going to be running with them. So I'm pumped to see how they work. And uh, awesome. just a good lens. Sweet, durable, Fit well.
1: Very good. So our episode today, we've got a good one that's been a long time coming. Another you know, group of folks that we should have had on here a long time ago, we had a chance to catch up with the okayest Hunter podcast boys. And, uh, <laughs> it was a fun one. It was, was a really a fun good. one. It was a, <laughs> it was a late night. Uh, mm-hmm. there were some, yeah, there was some coffee being drank drunk. However you say that. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was coffee. I don't know what it was. Yep. Folks got silly though. And uh, brown, I don't yeah, know. there was something in there and, uh, we had a good time, had a good conversation, uh i know we talked about just kind of the whole ethos around their brand um mm-hmm. and then what those guys had planned for the fall i can't remember outside that though what time what What all we talked about
0: dude we talked about so much different stuff like it was it was i don't want to say it was a bs session because it was so much more than that but dude it was just it was a riot you know we got the background on uh and we had eric and greg on um from their team Derek wasn't able to make it but um yeah, you know, we 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 just covered so much as far as just you know how the whole Okest Hunter um, you know really brand came to be, um, a lot of Eric's background and how Greg came into the scene, and just I mean we talked about that. We talked about you know what our plans are for the deer season. You know, talk gear stuff a little bit. Like it was just an all around we kind of covered our bases, I think. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was it was a good a one. Great combo.
1: We covered a lot of stuff, and man, I talked a big game about how awesome it was going to be to get out hunting the next morning. And then I didn't go. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? It's just one of those things. But uh, Pierce, man, anything else before we jump into this week's episode?
0: Um, I had a couple cancellations in my schedule. Um, so anybody looking to do some uh, driftless trout fishing here towards the, you know, we're in the, the last month here. The season closes October 15th. Um, I had some openings come up and would love to get some folks out if you're uh, thinking about Fly fishing. If you've never done it before, if it's something you want to try, or maybe you've done it for quite a while and you just want to go out with a guide and try something new, um, I'd be happy to have you. Um, you can find all info regarding that uh, at goodchanceflyfishing.com or reach out to me on Instagram at goodchanceflyfishing.
1: Right. Everybody, give Pierce a call. Go catch some fish, man. The hunting is uh, so so to okay right now, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. So, mm-hmm. uh, book your trips, get out, do some fishing before the really good stuff happens that second half of October, and uh, we know you're going to be wanting to chase whitetails, and Pierce isn't going to want to be guiding you that time of year anyway. I'm
0: just going to be honest with you. Exactly. (laughs) There's a reason I don't do the steelhead game. (laughs) That's right. Number one is that I don't know how to do it. Number two is that I'd rather be hunting.
1: (laughs) So if folks call you, though, let's say somebody calls and says, hey, Pierce, I want you to take me out November 4th and 5th.
0: Well, the trout season's closed. Oh, that's right. And we could go, we could go right. over to Iowa. Right, However, I'm right. probably going to be busy November 4th and 5th.
1: Right, Unless right. I've
0: got a punch tag, but we'll Man, see. Yeah, that's right, that's right. It's I'm worth totally reaching out, though. That.
1: I forgot that the season closes, dude. That shows you where yeah. my mind is, though, that time of year. Like, I'm not, even, I'm not even thinking about it until, you know, May of the following year. Like that's, it's just, uh, just where I'm at. So anyway, well, awesome. Pierce, uh, good talking with you as always folks. I hope you enjoy the show. Get ready to share your hunt this season with the Tacticam 6.0 point of view camera featuring a built-in one inch LCD touchscreen, one touch operation, weatherproof housing, and mounts to fit any style of hunting. The Tacticam 6.0 is sure to simplify the self-filming process for you and make sure you have high quality footage to share with family and friends. The 6.0 features up to 8x zoom, new image stabilization technology that takes the shock out of the shot and lets you capture crystal clear 4K 60 frame per second footage. Now through September 21st, you can get a 6.0 camera, a stabilizer mount, a clamp mount, and a bottle of scrape fix for just $355.99. To learn more or pick up your 6.0 today, head over to Tacticam.com. If you want to create more memories and fill your freezer while you're doing it, the OnX Hunt app is a must-have tool in your arsenal. With major new aerial imagery updates with historic look-back, high-frequency imagery, and even the ability to order your own custom imagery, the OnX Hunt app has solidified itself as the leader among mapping systems. Now, this is all on top of the public and private land ownership info, the ability to use this app with no service, and the unmatched reliability that you have come to expect out of the OnX Hunt app. You can try the Onyx Hunt app for free for seven days. Just go find them on the app store of your choice, or you can go to onyxmaps.com to learn more. The archery opener is right around the corner, and you can hunt in comfort this season with camo from Huntworth. They make high-quality technical camo at a fraction of the price of other brands. My personal favorites for the early season include the Durham lightweight pants, which are rugged and durable, but also lightweight and breathable with just the right amount of stretch where it counts. And the Gadsden quarter zip hoodie, which is made to be breathable and moisture wicking. To make building out your kit simpler, the Huntworth website now features their new system builder. This tool will help you grab the right camo no matter what season or species you're hunting. To check out their full camo line, head over to HuntworthGear.com. Now let's get into this week's show. All right, joining me for this week's episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, I have got my co-host, Pierce Nellis. I have got Greg Tubbs. From the OKS Hunter podcast And Eric Clark from the OKS Hunter podcast Guys, what's going on? What's shaking?
2: Not much I'm happy to not be driving So I'm going to have a drink (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I would anyways One of my favorite things
1: to do uh, it's actually not my favorite thing, but I, I always do it when I have a bunch of different guests on. If I've got like three or four different people, it's to just throw out the random questions of how's, of how's everybody doing tonight and nobody wants to answer because it's like, uh, wait, do I who goes? I don't know. who goes. Pierce, how are you
0: doing? <laughs> mister I'm doing good, man. I, I'm extremely guilty of that. I feel like he just called me out, but I'm doing well. <laughs> getting ready for the opener.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Just a few more days for you guys. That's, uh, that's quite a buck you got back behind you there, guy. Oh, that
0: one? Yeah, that's yeah, the old 2020 gun buck. The old
1: 2020 gun buck. Did you... you never scored him, right?
0: No, I never did. I haven't scored any of my deer. Dang it.
1: I'm gonna. I'm just gonna show up at your house one day and score all of your deer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Just gonna walk in. There'll be tape all yeah, over the place. Just gonna score them all and just. I'm gonna write the score on the skull. And just be like, deal. With it. <laughs> whatever. I probably got a
2: lot more interested in math class if they would have started scoring antlers in grade school. That would have been a good way to get into it. So, so that's something applicable. applicable. I don't yeah. care how many apples he has. I'm hungry now. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> do you guys, Eric? Do you like to score your deer? No, I don't give a shit about You're, that. Okay. And, and actually, I, Greg, Greg, and Derek. Cause I was like, I'm not doing this. I, a, I don't know how to do it. B, I don't know what I'm doing. I barely even know what the tines are called. Um, like I'm still confused when people say like G1, G2. I don't, I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> like anything technical. I just, I'm like, I'm checking out. Right. Anything technical. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Including scoring. So no, Greg and Derek did some math on the buck behind me. And, uh, what was it, like 134 and a quarter or something.
3: Yeah. It was but just nice. under 135 inches. Nice. So nice. I was like, cool. But I, didn't and it was know. just rough scoring. It wasn't. We weren't—I don't think—hundred percent accurate, but we were close enough, you
1: know. Right. Yeah. Right. So. I,
3: I so have, at that
0: point call it one forty, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. But I, let's I go. mean, <laughs> if
1: if we're if we're rounding up to the nearest twenty five, then he's a one fifty, right? You don't want to round down to one twenty five because that'd be lame. So you really you got to round point. up to one fifty. But so I I I've start, I've asked people a lot about deer and what they score. Mostly because it's, it's, it's a podcast format and we've got to figure out like some kind of way to tell the listeners, like, what is this animal? Especially if the point is like, this is his biggest buck ever or something like that. Like, what's the size of the animal? But then I realized something, nobody out there knows what a 135 inch deer looks like, (laughs) you know, like, like very few people, um, are able to just look at a rack and be like, that's 135 or that's 140 or that's 150. Um, because it's really tough to do. It's not because people aren't intelligent. It's because it's really, really hard to do given rack configuration and, you know, mass can throw things off if it's a really massive deer and he gets a lot of his points from mass. Um, so, yeah, it can just be really tough. But uh, okay as hunter, guys, I want to kick things off here by hearing a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are today. I feel like this has been a long time coming, um, you know, being that you guys are in Wisconsin— I was in Wisconsin for a long time. Now I'm not anymore. I've been banished to the outer darkness of the the deep south again. Um, But I've tasted glory, and I've seen the promised land, and it is southern Wisconsin. And so, uh, yeah, guys, why don't you tell me a bit about who you are, where the podcast came from. I mean, I remember the Where to Hunt podcast. So, you know, I'm fascinated by how you got to where you are today.
2: Yeah, I can back up as far as you want. Then I can then I'll then I'll introduce Greg and all that. Uh it actually <laughs> it was the Wildernet podcast at one point. That was with really? the buddy Shane. And it was like he's a technical nerd and I was this outdoor guy and, and we got drunk one night camping and we came up with the Wildernet. Um and we thought that was great. So we did that for a bit and then I was like yeah, I was building this app, the Where to Hunt app, and I wanted to market it. And I, I had this Facebook page I, like grew to 10,000, which felt like overnight. And I was like, wow, people really want to know where they should hunt. We have this app, we have this Facebook page. I, sh- I think a podcast would be a great way to build a community. So after I had some experience doing the wilderness, I was like, well, okay, I think I know how to do this. So I had my buddy Shane help me out in getting that created. And uh, it was terrible. The Where to Hunt podcast, like the way it started was, gar- I think mean, I started with uh, Jared Scheffler out of the gate. First episode, okay. episode one, it's on YouTube. It's now no longer on podcast land because I think it got deprecated or archived because it's been around for so long, 2013. And, and I just would do it whenever and I, didn't, I wasn't consistent. I would ebb and flow. I dropped two episodes a week, then none for a month. Like it didn't make any sense. Um, and then when, somewhere along the way, when I moved in the house, I'm in now in 2019, I told my wife, I'm like, let's just, I'm going to do this every day for a year. Uh, and see what happens, or every, every week for a year and see what happens. And wow. I, we picked a tu- Tuesday, so then she had a good expectation what I was doing on my Tuesday nights. And I wasn't just dropping bombs on her like on a podcast all of a sudden out of nowhere. Uh, I'm going to produce out of nowhere. Like, she didn't, it didn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, I could learn from you. <laughs> yeah, so we just tried to make it consistent and uh, see what happened. Somewhere along the way, earlier in the Word of Hunt days in like 2016 or 17, somewhere in there, Greg was a listener, called in, shared a story but his dad shooting a deer. Um, that was when I was still doing calling. But at that, at that point I had like, I would borrow my wife's cell phone. I'd post her phone number to the internet. That's not a good idea. Or I use Skype through it or something. <laughs> I had, a, I had like, a Bluetooth speaker aimed at my microphone to pick up the caller. And then I would like, because I, I was really Dude. obsessed with the, like, creating a radio show. Right. Um, and so it was jerry-rigged to the nines. It was such a trash way to do it. I
1: freaking it love worked. that though. I love that.
2: <laughs> so I like, love I'm that. Like, you and so I started doing these live when Facebook live came out. I was like, Oh, I got to get on that immediately. And our lives used to have like 400 listeners at a pop. Really? Because when Facebook launched live, they would just pump listeners into it. Cause it was like their new thing It was their baby. So I've learned with anything social, anytime some new comes out, like ride the wave quick. So you'll right. get some extra bonus points. Anyway. Um, I just was like, oh, I want to really do this calling thing. And so Greg called in at one point and I was like, I remember he was really the, the, the nomenclature he used, the isms that he had. I was like, that guy tells a very colorful story noted. And, uh, <clears throat> then, then we, we had a mutual friend, uh, Jeff Genke, who was doing some work with Dan in Him and Dan had a, a falling out of sorts. And, uh, i had had Dan on the show once or twice, once in my house in person, once just virtually, the in-person was way better because Dan virtually was really hard to get to talk. But in-person, it was fine. And Jeff came along and then they had their falling out. And uh, Jeff's like, hey, Greg, Eric, we should meet up for wings and some beer and chat. So we did at this place called the Neshota Clubhouse. We, we go there, have wings and beer. And Jeff's just like, hey, I really enjoyed doing what I did for Dan. I don't want to stop doing the, the podcast stuff, the social media stuff. I really like that. Um, do you guys have any thoughts? And I was like, well, I got two ideas. I got this one called OKS hunter. So that was a domain hoarder. And they're like, nah, I don't really get it. I was like, all right, well, I got another one called huntland H N T L N D. And I have an idea for it already. I wanted to do 15 minute episodes, uh, tailored after this podcast called grammar girl who would do five, 10, 15 minute episodes. And she would just pick like your versus your, or like what a weird shit. And I just love that. It was very short. I could listen to like six episodes and it may have taken like a half hour. Right. And I was like, this is really cool. Like I'm getting the meat off the bone right out of the gate. So then we did, we started Huntland. We got a handful of episodes in. They were super great. It was growing like a rocket ship. And, um, you know, there's just some things there that we didn't realize that there was a non-compete that was signed. We weren't aware of it. And so that got dissolved immediately because we're not trying to, we're not here to piss anyone off and we're right. here to have fun. It started getting that fun after that. And we're like, well, whatever. So I was like, well, Hey, I'm doing where to hunt Greg. Do you want to just come on board with that with me? Cause I really enjoyed talking with you a bunch. I think you have a lot of value to bring. So he showed up at my house. Uh, when was that? 20, it would have been 2019 because it was before COVID and I lost my voice. It was the hundredth episode of the weird hunt podcast. He came over the table, built the table in my room and, and the first episode, all the IT technology broke. Everything broke. Couldn't hear callers. <laughs> they couldn't hear us. I couldn't, I literally couldn't speak. I don't think that episode lives on the internet anymore. I think something happened. I think even the internet broke that episode. Um, and so I was like, wow, Greg, welcome to the shit show. That <laughs> <laughs> was your first episode ever. And it went terrible. <laughs> like, I don't know. And then at one point, I think I cut my hand open with a screwdriver because my. You did. <laughs> you ended up stabbing <laughs> yourself in the finger Baker with a tiny screwdriver. screwdriver. Like a maniac. Like, I was so. Like we've had all the problems that you could possibly imagine. And ones you would never realize could be a thing. So that was where to hunt. And then we just got on the, uh, we, we, we spun up me and Tyler, uh, the, my business partner spun up. Okay. Center. Cause he thought that was a good idea. He was a listener, met him for coffee, pitched him the OKS OK Hunter idea. He's like, yeah, I totally get it. We'd love to help. So I was like, let's just do it. I can't do it by myself. I need help. I'll bring you on. Let's go. So we started soft launching that in 2019, gained a bunch of traction 2020 in June. We codified it, got an LLC off the ground, Uh, June 1, we launched it. And I was like, at this point, dude, this is stupid. I shouldn't be doing another podcast and doing this other thing. Let's just merge that because it makes more sense. Right. We were saying like the OKS Hunter podcast studio or the OKS podcast in the Midwest, all under the Where to Hunt name. So I was like, we're halfway there. Let's just jump in. So we made the decision to, to completely switch over. It felt really weird at first because we were really in the stream of talking about mature buck hunting, how to hunt mature bucks, talking to all the killers Doing that whole song and dance that I think a lot of people do. And I think that's all fine and dandy, but I want to do something different, not better. And so I think I just did plug my camera. No, we're good. Um, yeah. Anyway, I want to do something different, not better. And uh, that was it. So then we just, we've been rolling with the OKS Hunter podcast since. And in that short time, we went from a bedroom in my room, uh, my house, to building a studio, studio in quotation marks in the basement. And then somewhere along the way, we had Derek come on board. Um, he was in here. I think one of his first episodes on the OKS Hunter is like an official co-host-ish was when well, we just got drywall up in this room. If you go back in our live on our YouTube, you can see there's like we're in a drywall basement and that was it. And here we are. So we just keep going and having fun doing it. And so that's a long That's a long short of it.
1: And that, that's <laughs> incredible. Like So I found the where to hunt podcast because I was searching for the wired to hunt podcast. And this oh, is that used to be thing. Yeah. This was when I was in, in Louisiana, like I lived in Louisiana. So that's when I found it and then ended up in Wisconsin. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so crazy story, but, uh, Greg, you stuck around even after this man stabbed himself in the hand with a tiny screwdriver.
3: Uh, <laughs> I kind of felt sorry for him because here he is poking himself <laughs> with kind of semi blunt objects trying to murder his fingers and uh, thought, yeah, he kind of needs some help.
1: Yeah. So you thought and if you don't, nobody, if you don't stick around, no, he won't live through this. Yeah, he might, he might not. Yeah.
3: So it, uh, I stuck with him, uh, still here today and, uh, having fun, you know, started another podcast under the network with, uh, with, with our, you know, with our good friend, Matt Strime uh, that doing guy. okay as Fisher. So that guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Let me tell you about that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that, guy's <a> teddy bear. <laughs> that guy. That is a teddy bear. Right. About the most, yep, that's the most humble guy you'll ever meet. Right. Uh, super awesome. Loves to see people succeed. Um, I think that is definitely one of the reasons we get along so well. We just like to go right. out and watch people have fun and, and help them learn if they're struggling.
1: Right. Yeah, I I really like him, man. He was one of our earlier guests that we had on. Uh on the show with weathered oaks game calls and, um, talking about Turkey calls and all that good stuff. And this past year when I was up in Wisconsin, we had made a point. We were like, okay, we are going to hunt together while I'm here this time. Okay. That we're going to, this is going to happen. And, uh, so I went out opening morning, didn't think anything of it. I go out again that afternoon. I think he said he could film me on like Thursday or Friday. I can't remember which day it was, but I felt so bad. I had to like call him later that day. I was like, uh, Hey, dude! I just shot a turkey. We're not gonna be able to hunt. Like, I'm so. I'm so sorry. I will tell you. I
3: will tell you as a side note. He did call me in major disappointment that oh. he did not get to come to film you, dude. He was so like
1: I could tell, and I just like he was like, "Congrats, man!" But I'm bummed or something like I can't remember exactly yo, what he said. But I was yo. like, "Dang!" Like I just like crushed this guy. Uh, Yeah,
3: you did, but a week later, a week or two later, we got him to come. He was excited as heck. He came with uh, for Eric's hunt for his first bird. Right. Maybe it might might be his only bird because maybe he might not hunt again next year. He didn't seem too enthused about hunting turkeys. But we did get some pretty killer film of it. I got to see it from a distance. And if I would have sat and hunted with them, we probably would have doubled up because three gobblers came right in and it would have been – easy pickings for two birds to die
1: yeah that was a beautiful so that i think i saw that hunt y'all were on the edge of a, of a big field right Yep. kind of sunlit yep. birds coming in beautiful video yes. but uh yeah i remember uh eric you you caught some crap for not being excited enough man what happened
2: uh it's a turkey, I don't know. That's all is- I have to say. Is it is it really
1: did it not get you fired up?
2: Yeah, it, it it did. It it was fine. It just it just doesn't have the gravity of a deer hunt to me. Like right. the weight And isn't. I
3: will and I will tell you why. I will explain to you why. But because like a we, it was a guided hunt. You did nothing mm. other than walk over there, I handed you the eight seventy, but mind you can point itself at its bird and kill it on its own. <laughs> it doesn't need the okayest guy <laughs> behind
2: it from call of duty. That's right. It, yeah. it knows, it knows how to kill turkeys all on its own. Once they started running into me, that's when it, it. I had, I had the, the usual that you'd expect, like the heart going, I got excited and jacked. So at that point I got it, but I just, the romanticism of everything else about it is where I'm not, that's where I, that's where I'm lacking there. So it's, I think the scouting and finding and, and doing all that, I, I could get there. That's fine. Shooting it, definitely excited. The aftermath when I walked up to him, like it's a freaking bird, it's a turkey. <laughs> so just what do I grab? So, from that point with, on <laughs> that, I was like, this isn't a deer. What do I do with my hands? Yeah, <laughs> I, <was> just, <laughs> I got the fan in the studio now, and I'm I think that's pretty cool. Um, I got the legs in the garage, and my wife stumbled upon them and scared the shit out of herself. That was pretty great. Nice, nice. But no, I I think it was cool. I'm excited to watch the footage. Um, I when it comes out, I was I was just being silly because uh, Keegan Kettle was there uh, filming us, and and I was sitting in this corner, and I was like, I'm I'm 37, I got three kids, so I'm I get to do dad jokes now, and I'm I'm really good at it because I tell terrible jokes, and they're not funny at all, but I think they're funny. That's why it's great. So I was like telling dad jokes, and every time I would finish the punchline, the turkey would go, Gl-l-l-l-l-l-l. I was like, dude, this is great. I'm out here. They're laughing at my jokes. Let's just keep going. So, <laughs> and meanwhile, you know, Matt's back I mean, there going, shh, be quiet. be <laughs> quiet. They're coming. <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: I love it. Man, I, I have I have firmly settled on, uh, man, I, I just I get weird with turkey hunting, but I have firmly settled on the fact I would rather shoot a deer any day than shoot a turkey. But I think I would rather turkey hunt than deer hunt just because I feel like the hunt, the pursuit of them, the running gun is just objectively more fun than sitting in a tree stand. Uh, at the same time, again, you get done and you walk over and it is a, it's a 20 pound bird. You know, it's not, it, it's not a white tail, but my son is convinced, my seven year old, he's like, dad, I, I like turkey hunting way more than deer hunting. I'm like, why, buddy? he's like, you get way more stuff like you can have the feet, you can get the spurs, you can get the beard, you can get the fan. He's like you get way more stuff. And I'm like, but you don't get to eat it. He's like, who cares about that? You get way more stuff to put in your room. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can
0: I guess I can get down with that. But,
2: Eric, I think you should have
0: just missed that bird and you would like turkey hunting a lot more.
2: Yeah, yeah, then I wouldn't have had the, the <laughs> aftermath situation. I'm like, well, yeah, that was really exciting
0: and
1: and without the uh was that your first turkey hunt
2: my second turkey hunt officially uh this, the most successful one to date i've purchased turkey tags for um gun deer season because i thought i've seen them before in the woods i thought well if i see them maybe i'll shoot it n- n- keep in mind I, at that point i would not have known what to do with it like i did i didn't know i did not know what to do with the one that i got i like thank god greg and matt were there because i was like Greg was probably just, you know, when someone's like got a controller and playing a game, you're like, they're doing everything terrible. Like, just give me, just give me the controller. You know, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> like these poor guys are trying to teach me. And I'm like, guys, I, I'm happy to get taught, but this is going to take years for me to learn <laughs> multiple birds. And right now I'm feeling really guilty that I'm wasting this meat. Like, just, can you just take the knife and just, I'll watch, show me what to do, but I'm going to need to do like 10 more of these before I actually understand what the hell's going on. Which right. means
3: you're going to have to continue to hunt for that dumb turkey, at least it's another 10 years. It literally
2: has a bird brain. It literally has a bird brain. It, it, does. it does. It does
1: until you got a
3: shotgun in your hand.
1: That's right. Then all of a sudden uh, it is RoboCop, and it is and highly intelligent. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, Greg, man, what was, what was that like for you, uh, seeing your buddy out there on his first turkey hunt and uh, maybe not really knowing what to think of it?
3: Uh, it was fun. It was just fun to, to sit back and watch. And like he had Keegan and he had Matt with him. And I went off to a different corner of the field because I knew birds were coming to this other corner as well. So I got some footage from afar, but not nearly to the quality of what Keegan got. But Matt and I were like texting back and forth. They're fired up. Yeah, I can hear them. Where do you think they are? you know, so Matt and I are having a dialogue back and forth via text and Eric's telling dad jokes and making the turkeys laugh. <laughs> and Keegan's just like getting awesome shots of, you know, water dripping off of, off of the dew dripping off of the grass and, and, you know, the sun peeking through and all this cool stuff. And Matt and I are going back and forth. And all of a sudden I see these birds break through the northern fence line. And I message Matt, here they come. And sure enough, I watched them. Wow, like, like,
2: they need to get here. I'm like, bro. It's still not even like 7 a.m. No. It's fine. I was like, we got time. These turkeys can take another 45 minutes for all I care. This is a beautiful day. Right. And, and so I was like, Matt was getting super anxious. Like, man, I'm sorry they took so long. He was like apologizing to me. I was like, Matt, it's totally fine. They took but as long as they needed You've also
3: heard Matt call. And Matt Matt's an excellent caller, by the way. Yeah. Right. You know, it helps that he's, he's making calls but he knows how to play, play that instrument very well. And like after, after we got Eric, his bird, you know, he called them in, they came right in, all three of them. Eric picked the one, let him have it. He ended up rolling it right away. It was great. And I saw the bird fall and then I heard the echo of the gun come across the field, you know? So it was like, yep, that's, that's awesome.
1: Dude. But
3: I love that. Yeah. And I just kind of, worked my way towards them because there was a couple of hens in front of me and then worked my way off into the tall stuff and came up from behind into the into the uh, fence line where they were stationed and uh, there were still birds thundering off in the distance on you know on that property that we could try and catch up to and they they hung up on us Matt and I went in there and Keegan and and Eric just kind of hung back in the moment for a little bit and he we said, well, we'll be about half an hour, 45 minutes. And I don't, I don't even know if we were that long, but we had some birds working, and they just they hung up in one spot, and then all of a sudden they got quiet. Mm. So, mm. And it, they weren't responding at all, and then they got further and further away, and all of a sudden they started firing off again. Right. But we just right. couldn't catch up to them. So I filled one of two tags last year,
1: which I'm fine with. Yeah. I, I'm feeling like we might need to do a little uh, Wisconsin Sportsman OKS okay, Hunter turkey mashup this year man because that'd be fun you know that's one of those things you can just get how like it doesn't matter how many people you have in the woods with you like you can all no. just go flood the place together and uh you know get after it for a little bit i think that could be yeah that could be as
3: long as everybody's pretty well hidden in to their surroundings and you're not making big movements you can talk a little bit right as right. long as you're not doing jumping jacks in front of them
1: yeah. they'll they'll come hang out well dude especially can... first season man like so I shot my turkey first season. I always try to get that first season tag, but it's like, they're so dumb and so callable that time of year. Um, They're very, so Midwestern birds are just different than, than Southern birds. They're just a different kind of, of creature. Um, They respond to calling differently. I think they're, you know, much more visual than, than Southern birds. I mean, down here you, they don't tend to decoy quite as well. They will come to a decoy, but not as well as they do in the Midwest. Like, I've never seen a turkey down here just turn and sprint at a decoy. Um, I've seen it on video, but I've never seen it in person, you know. Um, but anyway, well, guys, let's uh, let's chat a little bit. Something big is happening Saturday there in, in Wisconsin. What's going on? What's happening Saturday, are y'all? That would be opening day. Yeah, that would be opening day of the archery season. So uh, what are – what are the what are the, what's the outlook? I know I know Eric has been over there like sharpening his broadheads, and like fine tuning his heavy arrow setup,
2: right? Not not so much. Greg's doing it for me. <laughs> Guided hunt. <laughs> yeah, guided hunt. Here we go. Yeah.
1: Got the,
3: got uh, the guided arrow. Uh, I, got a,
2: I got a Greg on my team. Oh, That's man. what I tell people. They're like, how do you do it? I'm like, I got a Greg. You got to get you a Greg. That's what you got to do. <laughs> That's fine. <right. laughs> you don't talk to mine. You can talk to your own Greg. But you know, you, you reach out to him. You see what happens when you get Greg going on something.
1: Oh, dude. Boy. I found out like all kinds of ways that I could get my broadheads sharp, and I was eventually just like, hey, "It's not going to happen, buddy. I'm sorry."
2: <laughs> That's right. Go. I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm done. <laughs> You've gone too far, and now I've checked out. And you, you know what? You can just do it, <clears throat> since you know, what you're doing. You've proven that you're an expert. Let's just have you do it. I'm uh, I'm not t- claiming to be an expert at anything. But no, no, no. You too. haven't. You've not exclaimed it, but it's it's shown through in your uh, behavior.
1: Now, in all fairness, in all fairness, he was like bring them by, I can get them hair popping sharp. And I, and I didn't do it. I should have done it, but, uh, I'm
3: just trying to help a brother out. man. I
1: That's know, awesome. I know, dude. It was, the. Uh, I think that was the, was that the Montex that I was, I think it was.
3: Yeah. You were, you were messing with the Montex. Uh, did you have a set of, uh, of the method heads too?
1: I uh, no. So those didn't come in in time. I've That's got right. Because we were trying heads.
3: to we were trying to track those down and we couldn't right. get them tracked down. Right.
1: Because I called you and I was like, "Hey, did did you have yours yet?" And I think you had just gotten yours that day.
3: I had just gotten them. Cam had like literally slipped in like a ninja and dropped them on my porch and ran. Right. I didn't even I didn't even see them.
1: Mine got delivered so, on the day I shot my buck this year. So like uh-huh. they were they were waiting for me here at home, and so. You know, disappointment, but I was waiting on, on those and I ended up shooting the Mon or I ended up buying some Montex and they came out like butter knife kind of sharp, uh, yeah. out of the box. Uh, yeah. Pierce, you had good luck with some. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mine were I mean, killing bucks. So it worked for me. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I sharpened them. You know, I wasn't hair popping sharp. I think I told you that uh, when we were texting earlier today, but I mean, right. they were sharp enough. I mean.
1: Yeah. Let's let's talk to Greg about sharp enough. Greg, is there such a thing? Um
3: I can tell you I've shot deer with dull broadheads, three blade broadheads. Um not the Montec, but there's the the replaceable blade version of the Montec. I think you know which one I'm talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. That and I killed a bunch of deer with those, but I had some that weren't so sharp right out of the package and I don't know, maybe someone had a bad day at uh at the lapping table. I don't know. You know, they just couldn't, couldn't quite get enough lapping compound on their leather or something. I'm not sure, but, um, I don't think you can never be not, uh, you can never be too sharp. Right. Cause the sharper they are, the more damage they're going to do. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, a dead deer is a dead deer, but could mm-hmm. it be done more efficiently? How far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? <laughs> i I'm okay with sitting here chatting with you guys and just running this thing over a piece of leather, because the more I run it over the leather, the shinier the edge gets and the easier it is to rip through paper. I I can I can slice this piece of paper better than I can with a uh, with a Stanley uh, utility knife right now, a brand new blade right out of the package. I can it'll slice better.
1: Man, I so. I uh, Pierce, I knew something was was a little off. When I asked Greg for the very first time, look at this, look at that guy. That's the test we were talking Jeez. about earlier, right through paper. Yeah, And that's, that's yep. a lot harder to get to than you think. But I knew things weren't going to go my way. The first time I asked Greg about sharpening, um, and he held out two different pills, a red pill and a blue pill. And he asked me which one I wanted to take. And I was like, no, this is not for me. Like, this is not, this is not that day. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out. Just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point-of-view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're on the cutting edge making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that is a total game changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with a sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions, you know just how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of mounts and adapters. This fall, I'm gonna be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, tacticam.com and share your hunt with tacticam eric man i want to jump into uh talking a little about kind of the the vision behind Okayest hunter um you guys struck something there you struck a nerve with the everyday hunter and um it's been it's been phenomenal it's been it's been huge And not to mention your freaking social media stuff is hilarious. It has me rolling pretty much every day. I'm sending them to my wife all the time. She's like, what? I don't get it. And I'm like, yeah, you don't hunt. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) But uh, so tell me a bit about kind of how that maybe how that brand idea came about and then just the evolution from there, because there's always the evolution from the idea to what it is today.
2: Yeah, there definitely was an evolution. It didn't start with like this. There, there was a vision, and um, I don't know, what, what what happened out of the gate, and I've said this on some other shows, so like, it's not new information per se, but it's fun to talk about. Well, I want new what information happened?
1: on this show. This is special, man. This is, <laughs> can, I feel like this is a big moment do. for me, so I need something we, new.
2: I'll get there. But <laughs> I think the uh, when we started posting content and doing our thing... Um, a number of people started sending us private messages or direct message DMs or whatever of their, of their spike bucks of their basket racks, of their smaller animals that they got, the smaller bucks. And it, it, we're talking like dozens and dozens of them, like more than I could count sending them to us directly, not tagging us, not sending us a post that was already posted. These were private photos that have never been posted to the internet or to social platforms. And when I, they they all had a story. Every one of them It was like all heartfelt stuff. It was all like epic stories, heartfelt memories, big moments in life. And, uh, all came with big, like explanations, not defend, not defensive ones, but just like, this is, I want to share this with you because I love what you're doing. And I wanted to show you this and, and tell you the story behind this deer and this buck. And I was like, holy crap. And I would go to that person's Instagram or Facebook and I would scroll, scroll, scroll. And I was like, man, where is this deer? They'd never posted this one. And um, then people start saying, well, I've never posted this one because I was afraid of getting ridiculed for it. But it means this to me for those reasons and so forth. And I was like, holy shit. The, people aren't posting pictures of these deer because they think they're going to get crapped out on the internet. Right. But they're important right. to them. They're important to them for, for reasons that are, you know, emotional. Like, there's significance here. And, and once that started happening, it kind of changed. It, there's like a paradigm shift. Like, initially, we are just like – Haha ha, we want to relate to people and we we suck at hunting Hana, but we like to have a lot of fun and it's all you know like and that was fine well once that once that core got struck, and it wasn't me, like I didn't go find this it, the market told us this, and the, and the hunting community community told us this by literally telling us, and I was like, there's something more going on here hmm. and and I mean the way the idea had started when I was told you I was a domain name hoarder, like I was. I don't like saying I was a victim of that just sounds like some, some Nancy little bitch. Like it's fine. I get it. The hunt. We give people shit. We can take shit. We can give shit. It's a two way street. I'm fine with all that. Where I have a problem is when someone's being a genuine asshole. Um, that's where I'm like, okay, well that's not nice. And it's not, I don't care about myself too, too much. I care when it happens to other people, much like you can pick on me all you want, but if you pick on Greg, I'll go beat your ass. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of mentality. And so I was like starting to get defensive of like the hunting community when I would see someone post something and then they would get trash-talked And then it happened to children. I was like, "Whoa, We've got a problem. We've got a problem. It knows no bounds This thing is running rampant. Like people are are dogging kids for shooting bucks That was my buck. You should be hunting on a youth hunt. You sally-ass little kid Like weather conditions don't need to be perfect. When I was my my age We didn't have youth hunts. You should be a man. Like, well, he's eight, okay (laughs) (laughs) and it's fine to get people into the sport earlier earlier like calm down karen um and so i just you know the evolution then became more about embodying what's really important to us which then i started to realize well you might be a trophy hunter and that could be really important to you you might be a meat hunter that could be really important to you like at this point we're not shaming anybody and, and somewhere along the way, it was like, well, it's my tag. It's my hunt. I purchased it. I should be able to pursue this how I want because everyone has their own unique connection with mother nature and the spirituality, spirituality, spirituality that comes along with it. Uh, all of it is t- uniquely your own thing. So in all of that, we just started like pumping this narrative out. And it just so happens to be that I'm obsessed with business and marketing and, and got to hang out with Gary Vee and his team for a day up in New York before COVID happened. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, let's give it a real run. Like let's actually see what happens. If we post like Gary V says to all the platforms every day, multiple times a day, then see where it goes. And let's, let's tie it to our mission. Uh, let's create some like core values and let's see where it goes from there based on what the market's telling us. And, and, and I love it. I love every bit of it. It's been going on for like three years and I am not fatigued whatsoever. I feel more energized now than I did when I started Wow. Wow. Man, that's awesome. Uh, so when it- Luckily, I got guys like Greg and Derek and Matt and then we got this network going on, like it's bigger than me. Like it's not Eric Clark, like the number of people that have helped and, and like taken things on is everybody. Yeah. So and sure. Tyler and like, it's just it's really cool and exciting. So For sure.
1: Man, it's it's interesting you say that I, I was showing Pierce this the other day. This is this is one of the bucks that I keep right here. It's on my desk all the time. It's just this little bitty spike buck. Now, why is that special? Well, I, I shot this the year that I got married. And it was the first buck, I think, that I'd shot just, like, picking my own place. Like, I had abandoned the family property. I wasn't hunting with my dad anymore. And I was off on my own. And, you know, there it is, this buck. Uh, then this one, uh, another one that I keep right here. Why do I keep them at arm's length? Because they're, they're incredibly important. This little one-year-old, you know. Um but hugely important to me because of, of what they mean. So um, I, I think that that's just, just phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to turn you all here, and I want to show you. So I shot a buck this past November. Um, you guys were some of the first ones to, like, comment on it on Instagram be like, heck yeah, dude, awesome buck, love it, blah, blah, blah. It was awesome. I get to the parking lot, and I get buck-shamed
2: for this thing. I have Something a guy,
1: around. I have a guy, I'm going to show you all here in just a
2: that's second. rare though, that's rare, I've talked about this, I, I've said that it's rare back in the old days when you would go to, um, you know, register a deer and you'd, you'd, you know, go to your local like, you know, whatever the hell it is, some like mom pod gas station or whatever and uh, I, I never really experienced it there, I think right. it was happening. Because you you almost would feel shame when you pulled in with a littler buck and the other guy's got these big, huge bucks. And you're like, wow. Oh. You know, just right. you see the visual comparison and you actually would imbo- you'd like impose that on yourself. But I never had anyone like outwardly say it right. in person. Right. It lives on the internet run rampant because it's the internet. Right. Um, that's interesting. So tell me more about what happened in person then. Yeah, so this guy,
1: so this, you know, it, it's a good buck, man. I, like, I'm gonna shoot this thing. I don't care if I'm in Iowa. I don't care where I'm at. This thing's getting shot all day, every day. Uh, but I get to the parking lot, and then guys just kind of like, "Oh man, it's weird to see that one dead." I'm like, well, why? Why so? Like, well, because I, I've been I've been watching them, you know, all year. I got a bunch of pictures of him and everything. I was like, "Oh, were you were you hunting that deer?" You know? Oh no, I wasn't hunting that one. I'm hunting another one. I'm on a bigger one. I'm like, all right, well. Cool. story. Like, great, man. I'm I'm real <laughs> glad. Like I I know which one you're talking about. That's the bigger one out here, because they were very, very close together. And he is a giant, and I'm gonna shoot him this year right out from under the sky. Uh but
2: <laughs> <laughs> weird to see him dead. Why do you know his name? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys talk? I don't know. I don't understand Are you, uh, uh, friends, like what's going but, on here. But yeah,
1: it was such a weird way too of buck shaming because I'm like like this isn't. Very passive, very it was passive, passive.
3: aggressively bucking. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and it was. <laughs> it was like you know what at that point like really what could make what could make this person happy, like this deer came off of public ground. He's four years old, like scored one forty. What could, what could make that person happy at that point?
2: So this would is have what's been... funny about me, and this is something that I probably haven't said before. I have. To ex- I've, I'm a very extreme human and I get very decisive and I can be very extreme. Like I could, I could easily go one way or I could go the other way and the opposite of the spectrum. And so like oftentimes, when that ha- when that, what you're talking about happens, if that were me, in my mind, I'm going, I'm either going to beat the shit out of this guy <laughs> instantly <laughs> or I'm going to be as nice as humanly possible um, to him. There's no middle ground. right? And I have to tell myself, well, I can't do the first thing because that's going to be a bad thing outcome right nobody wants to go to jail to the other but i'm i but i want to say is like like I, oh you think oh you think it's weird you know what else is weird if you'd shut your fucking mouth like i feel like i want to get really violent and bad like i'm like i immediately want to just go like off the freaking deep end so i apologize for swearing but i want to get the point but like, like, so, and like find a weapon of opportunity and just smash a rock into his face like right. you know, why don't you just shut the hell up man But so then I have those feelings I have to I have to channel that and convert that into like being very kind because I think representing the OKS hunter is a pretty high uh, honor because we need to be exemplars of like never going down to their level because that's bad. We don't need fire with fire. That's going to be a bad outcome for the whole entire community. So I will always take the high ground, but just know that in the back of my mind, I want to beat the shit out of that person. Right. <laughs>
3: Eric wants to punch you in the face right now. Right. He just won't. Right. right.
1: <laughs>
2: That's why I'm like, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. You know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> I went, I went 100 just like the the dumb kid route. I was just like, cool, man. That, okay. But look okay. at him. Isn't he great? Like, like
2: isn't he awesome? Like, <laughs> we had a guy. Look, look how guy big he is. Our, you know, we exhibited at the uh, Iowa Deer Classic this year and then the Wisconsin uh, Open Season Sports Center in the Dells. We were in the Dells. It was morning. No one, the, the stuff wasn't open yet. And so there's just uh, probably other exhibitors walking around. There wasn't like consumers walking around. Yet. So some other exhibitor, I don't know where this guy was at, comes across our, our booth that Greg had built, by the way beautiful all up. and uh this guy comes by and goes so what are you guys like we the wokest brandon hunting and i'm like unsolicited not i'm like what's what's happened like what did you just visualize that that's what you had to tell me right and so just know the back of my mind is i'm gonna rap tackle this mfr and and through the whole entire scene <laughs> And just go, go to town. Right. Like I was about to give him a verbal lashing because, because I, you know, but I, instead I just played dumb and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, you're, I'm not awake yet. I haven't any coffee woke. I'm not awake. Yeah, you're right. Play, <laughs> play dumb, And just the like, guy walked on. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Right. Uh, it's not worth expelling that negative energy. It's, you only get so many energy points in a day. If we had 50 of them, negative ones are going to take up more than your positive ones anyway. So I'm going to deplete all my energy and wasting my breath on some dick bag. That that's a grind is, uh his axe on my stuff. Like, get out of here, man. Yeah, I gotta keep yeah. my I gotta keep my energy to give positivity to the world. I'm not gonna give you my negative stuff.
0: Yeah, a dude, know. like that's just going in primed, anyways. There's no oh, win in that yeah. one. There's yeah, no you, you gain nothing even by lashing back at him. It's yeah, I don't know what's right. Mean. Yeah, know,
2: I, sorry, you were triggered, pal. Yeah,
1: <laughs> dude, I I did a show recently here in uh, in Perry, Georgia for uh, some of the land consulting stuff that we do with, uh, with Whitetail Partners. And um, there was a t-shirt and hat company next to me. And they had all these different hats with different sayings on them and all this kind of stuff. And the guy walked up with very similar comments to that and just started like going off on the person who's working the cash register. And it's not the owner of the company. It's not uh, a designer for the company. It's just a guy who's there to work the cash register. And he walks up and just starts giving this guy crap about it. And I'm like, like, who? and so I'd, I'd gotten to know this guy. I got a booth right next to him. We've been talking throughout the day and I'm like, dude, who are you? Like, why do you like this person has nothing to do with what any of these hats or shirts say? Like literally they're, they're as far from the end product as they could possibly be. They just want to take your money if you want to buy it, you know, kind of thing. But like you said, this guy came in loaded, man. He came in with an ax to grind. He came in looking for trouble, uh, just hoping to spread
2: negativity and his garbage wherever. Most uh, people need the most love. Like those people, they genuinely do. And and right. so I've talked about stoicism a lot on our show, and I'm sure Greg rolls his eyes nowadays and I talk about it. But it's like there's a place for everybody in this world, and even the a holes have probably an important job to be doing to contribute to society. So like, that's fine. And <laughs> even mosquitoes have a job. Say, I don't like, know
1: what it is, but they've got one yeah.
2: somewhere. He'll say like. <laughs> I know today I'm going to deal with some negative a-hole, some, some idiot, some incompetent F-word. And uh, because I know that that's how I'm going to counter my day, it's bad on me if I get, ro- if I get roused by that. Like, mm. So I already know that that's going to happen. On any given day, I'm going to encounter these people. So like, if once it happens, if I, if I go to their level, then I'm the idiot. Like, Right. I know that's going to happen. I've already calibrated my expectations accordingly. I've adjusted my sails for the wind that's going to be blowing in my face so I can cover up and deal with it. Mm. And so when I deal with it, it's like, well, I already knew this was going to happen. I expected to run into you today. How are you doing, man? Are you okay? What's going on in your life? Why are you coming at me like that? Do you need a, do you need a hug, friend? Like, what's up?
1: <laughs> I, I've been waiting for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew
2: you were coming. I've just been waiting. Yeah, everyone's been nice today. Where's the a-hole? It's going to happen.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Oh, man. It was just a matter of time till you got here, and here you are And <laughs> all your it looks glory. Like, it
3: looks like you're running a little late today, but
1: hey, we're here for you. Yeah. That's <laughs> right, Richard. Let's do this. I'm
3: oh. like, oh, you,
2: this, you. didn't know it,
1: but I did. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, listen, you guys have, uh, uh, you did something this year that was pretty incredible with the TV show. I want to hear a little bit more about that. Like what, what, what has that process been like? Uh, filming that show, and and what are you hoping to, what are you hoping to to accomplish with with folks who are, you know, okayest consumers?
2: I don't know what what was your thought of that. I didn't realize anyone watched it.
1: So I I haven't watched them. I've heard about them though. I've seen the clips as well on uh, on on uh, I guess it's on Instagram. Some of the like highlight kind of clips. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I mean, Greg, what do you think? Oh, it was fun.
3: Um, you came up with the idea. You know, we've been trying to collectively film as much of our hunts as we can, and I'm not doing a great job of it. It's like, okay, just like we need
2: to film. We need to film. We need to film. Like, a yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and Eric's just like, no.
3: <laughs> not, you know how hard that is. I can't even kill a deer on my own, let alone try and do it with a camera. Okay, so we kind of talked about it, and Derek's been doing a pretty good job of filming and, you know, picking up a lot of the slack on on the YouTube channel stuff lately. Uh, but he's got a pretty good setup, and I got an all right setup. And Eric's just like, no, let's uh, let's get somebody here to help us with that. Okay, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to have to pay somehow. Then, well, we'll figure it out. So all of a sudden, here comes Jason Martinetto. And uh, he's filming us, so made it out with uh, with me once, Tyler once. Uh, didn't make it out with Derek because Derek ran off to parts unknown to go kill giant giant bucks, and uh, and <laughs> he got quite a bit of quite a bit of footage of Eric having a good old time. So uh, I thought it was great. It was fun. We're looking forward to doing it again this year. I'm definitely going to be doing much better job of filming more of what i'm doing and uh hopefully i can meet up with a camera guy but more than once anyway yeah because it it is it is it's a big pain it's a big pain to try and film i mean you know you've probably tried (laughs) um yeah and you know it's like well deer's here am i gonna reach over and press the 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 record button or am i gonna latch on to my string with my release and pull back and kill this thing Right. I think I want to just kill this thing and get it, you know, get it squared away.
1: Yeah. So you it guys are nice. going to give it a, a round two.
2: We're going to do yeah. a round two. Uh, I, I mean, I have grandiose plans for things, but we have no money. So, <laughs> like, we're super limited. <laughs> if I had it my way, we would be doing, uh, we'd have people falling around, the Upduck guys, the OKS Fisher guys. We would be doing a full, a full bore on this, and I think we'll get to that. We have to snowball it carefully with our cash flow. Um, we don't have, we don't like to take on debt, so we want to just cash flow it as much as we can. Uh, we do good on the podcast side, revenue standpoint, relatively speaking, uh, and and on the merch side. But the merch side's costly; like it costs a lot of money to do business in that space. So, like we top line out pretty great, but then the bottom line shakes out, and we're like, oh, the like what? That's what we made. Uh, <laughs> why, okay, why do we do well, guess we're poor and we don't have any way to pay ourselves? <laughs> this is great. Let's just keep doing it because that people like our stuff. But on the on the show side of things, again, different, not better, is the mantra. Right. And I want to bring our camaraderie into it. I think what we've heard most from our social stuff is that it's relatable. People are right. like, you know, it, to me, it's like the kind of like nudging your buddy at the bar, going, "Dude, that's us." Like, I think if we can continue to just be ourselves, one like, hundred and ten percent. Like, we're not actors; we're not acting. When the camera's rolling, you're getting the unfiltered, <laughs> complete, raw version of ourselves. We are who we say we are. Like, nothing is. Baked at all nothing is scripted um and to that end i was like dude we're not gonna do a hunting show better than other people that have done hunting shows we're not gonna be white till no one's gonna no one no one's adrenaline is gonna be fired up watching us <laughs> like w- that's not what's gonna happen we're not we're not and i also want to bring our family into it. like i'm a dad i got three kids derek's a dad tyler's a dad like greg is like the dad to all of our kids he's like uncle greg like we We have these lives that we live that are more than the hunt. I wanted to capture some of the chaos. Like my garage is a total mess because it's, I can't get to it. (laughs) Like, and I want to go hunting. So guess what's going to win hunting, not my garage. And so my wife's like, I can't believe you're doing this on film. Like what is wrong with you? I'm embarrassed that this is what's being captured. I'm like, no, but it's real life. And we don't live in a mansion. We're not like, from money. I grew up homeless. Like, I'm lucky to be a homeowner, in my opinion. So, like, there's things like that that I just want to capture. And, and so I was like, dude, can we just do like the office of deer hunting? Can it be the office? And Jace was like, dude, that's my favorite show. I got it. I got you. Like, we're going to do this. And then Dang. so we just said, we'll see how it goes. And that's what we called season one because we didn't know A, how our hunting season would go, but B, how the hell this whole filming thing was going to go. And we gave it a go and it, like, I kind of worked out. According to Carbon TV, our numbers are outstanding. Are they really? I don't know what they count as a view, but like it's crushing it over there. And YouTube, it's all right. But depth, not width. Like, I don't want a million people watching our shit if they're not the people who watch our shit. If we get 30 people and they are are like ride or dies and they're in it, that's great. We got like 600 views on episode one. I think that's fantastic. I, for the first time ever, dipping our toe into this world and we've never, ever done it to think that some percentage of 600 people watched our stuff and invested their time. Like I also want to do short episodes because I know attention is bleeding these days. So like you're looking at an eight to 15 minute show. I think that's pretty tolerable. Like you can, you can get through that and it's semi entertaining. Like I think people laughed at us more than with us. And I think that's fine.
1: So (laughs) So, uh, season two, uh, because you mentioned the whitetail adrenaline thing, I think you guys have to call it whitetail winded and sweaty. Like that's just gotta be it's gotta be where you go. Nobody's nobody's uh nobody's adrenaline is pumping or anything like that, but you might be winded and you might be sweaty by the time you get there. So uh, Yeah,
2: yeah. We're the fat guys <laughs> dragging the deer up uh, the hill and like we take two steps and are like about to keel over. Oh, and dear. we realize we got a long way
1: to go. That is me one hundred percent. I uh, I was doing a podcast before this with Jacob Sklinner. Do you guys know who that is? Yep. All right, so he's he's a good guy, very, very good guy. Uh, if you wanna talk serious tactics out of like on like an engineering kind of level he's your guy right Um, he's kind of from
3: our area too yeah
1: he is he is so he's a good dude but we were talking um about you know basically hunting and fitness and their relationship together and i was like dude you don't realize how many decisions i make when it comes to hunting based on my fitness level (laughs) <laughs> like, like based on you know am i gonna go over there for that turkey it's like nah that turkey's too far away or you know for that deer it's like nah i'm gonna stop here like, i'm i'm pretty sure he'll come through here if he's moving because i'm not going way over there um but yeah so anyway uh all right so we are coming up guys on saturday morning big opener what are the plans
3: saturday morning i um, probably going to be cooking breakfast. I'm not going to be headed out right away. Okay. just because if I'm chasing a buck or even a doe for that matter, um, the, the one piece of private that I have, it just lays out poorly for morning hunts. Mm. Like I'll be chasing deer back to their beds and the way the wind lays out there predominantly, it's just, that's an, an evening. That's an evening hunt all day long. Right. Um, if I'm going to go and try my luck at hunting a bedding area for a buck or any buck, it's, it's tough to get in there without them either following you or not, you know, or, or being close by somewhere, hearing you crashing around in there. And then, you know, trying to find your tree in the dark, unless you, you know, you're doing your due diligence early, which too little, too late now. Uh it's It's difficult to get in there undetected, right, especially if it's gonna be calm the way it is,
1: yeah, so you're holding off for the afternoon. Do you have a a specific buck that you're after, or are we are we opportunists this time of year? Are we filling up the freezer um
3: I don't have one held under lock and key anywhere okay i I have a couple deer I would love to see, but I haven't seen them on camera in probably four weeks. So, but I'm going to, I haven't checked my cameras in two weeks, so they're due to be checked. It might be kind of a game time decision where I'm going to go scout, pull cards, see what's going on. And if I, if I have confidence in my ability to make a play on it, I will try, you know, I'll throw a sit at it. Got it. If, if I don't, or if I just find some really good sign in there that I want to hunt. I'll throw a sit at it. I'm not going to solely base everything on the, what I find on the camera because, you know, deer move around cameras all the time. But if I find some killer rubs, you know, they're taller rubs, I'll probably throw a sit at it. Otherwise, I'm going to probably, after assessing that and not finding, say I don't find what I'm looking for, I'm going to go for option B and try and kill a doe on right. on that piece of private
1: that needs to be managed. Got it. Got it. Eric, are you getting out?
2: Nope, not getting out. Not what? even gonna bother. <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even gonna try to fool myself. Okay. Why I went so- on a hike with my kids tonight, and the the temps were dropping real nice, and uh, we went to some like local park hiking ground stuff, and saw Doe kicked her up, and. And then I was like, well, I got the Shiner in here in this van, and the minivan. Let's take the kids for a little ride around in the dark before we do this podcast. So found some bean fields and, and uh, got the old spotlight out and we're shining for deer. I didn't see any bucks, but um, none of where I was shining was huntable. I just knew I'd see deer and the kids would like that. And uh, it, it, as much as I say I'm not going to, I'm going to battle myself because of course I want to. And like something gets in, creeps in your bones this time of year that right. is inexplicable. Like I can't, begin to articulate, comprehend. I can't even process what's happening. But ever since I was like 10, when fall comes around, that's what I need to do. I felt like I just need to be in the woods. I couldn't even hunt when I was 10, but I was like, I need to be out there. And (laughs) that hasn't changed. It's gotten worse over the years. It's like compounded. Uh, Am I going to get out? No, because I have three kids that are two, four, and six. September is birthday month. And uh, last year was rough on the fam going through all that. And I have to take, I have to take a step back and be dad uh, and husband because my family needs me. Right. So yeah. I will hunt. Uh, my hope and desire is that I, I uh, not even like doing the whole, I'm going to get all the brownie points, but like quite literally be a contributing helpful member to our household and family hmm. on the most possibly possible to the tune of like, I uh, hopefully my wife will recognize and say, you've been killing it here. I know you need to be in the woods and you want to be in the woods you can go. I got it, and I, I truly believe that will happen. I also truly believe I'll probably just break down like, fuck it. I gotta go hunting. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I'll take it as far as I can before that happens. One or the other. Wow. Um, we just but, saw
1: Eric at his best and his worst in a span of like <laughs> six seconds. So that was that was pretty great, man. I love that. That's awesome.
2: You yeah, so, hear myself so. talk myself out of it in the in the actual same conversation. But all the deer I've got, all the, the all the the two bucks I've gotten with my bow happened in november the first uh two weeks of november right. so as far as i'm concerned like that's my time to shine anyways i have nothing pattern i'm not using trail cams i have no business being in the woods in early season i also hate mosquitoes i loathe them and uh it'll be a suffering and i'm not gonna hunt morning because i don't know what proper i'm to go to so i'm not trying to like wade in in the dark and figure what i'm doing we did get our hands on some kayaks though and so nice. I'm pretty eager to get those deployed because water access is, is a bit of my jam. I enjoy the world adventure of water. The
3: only hitch in that little p- plan, though, is we are in a drought and water. Well, a lot of the access areas are extremely low. Right. Very. Right. So. I,
1: yeah, Brian uh, Dombrowski, you guys may know he's up there in Wisconsin, was posting some stuff where he was uh, he was scouting not too long ago. And he's just literally walking down this waterway that's typically just... Water all the way through. I mean, you could kayak, canoe up at whatever, and there was not a, not a drop, not a drop of water in it. So, um, that's a shame. Pierce, man, I know you've got some bucks showing up. So, what the heck are you doing? I've seen, well, those, a I've seen the pictures, these guys. I've seen the <laughs> pictures, Pierce. I know what's happening.
0: I got a question first for these guys. Go so, for it. I, I, I love just the whole ethos and the idea behind the okayest hunter, the inclusive hunting community, the supportive group, um, being proud of each other's, uh, you know, bucks or does, whatever their kill is. What is the mentality for each of you guys going into the season? Are you guys passing bucks at any point? Are you guys, you know, waiting for a specific one? Eric, you mentioned, you're not running trail cams or anything. Is it just kind of get out there, Hunt to hunt and whatever comes by comes by or what what's the the mindset going into this? That is
2: my season of life. There's I don't know that I'll that'll ever have a target buck. I, I there's so many variables in nature that I'm like, man, who's really actually hunting a targeted buck? Mm-hmm. Some people do and I think that's gotta be like point it's a tenth of the percent of the hunting population at large mm-hmm. can actually do that. Well, some might say they're doing it, but like they're just chasing pictures on a trail cam. That being said, a lot of sitting. <laughs> I'm uh shooting whatever gets my pee hot. I you know if it if it happens to be a spike, it's a spike. My daughter also presses me really hard for for meat in the freezer. My wife is like placing bets for me to get a deer to, for as fast as humanly possible, so I can come back home and not be hunting. So yeah. she knows if I get a doe, I'm still gonna go up for a buck. I have the tags for it. That's what I want to do. Right. Uh, so. You know, I think every year people think, "Well, I got a ten last year, now I need to get a 12. I got a twelve, now I got to get a whatever. I got a one twenty-nine, to get a one thirty. I got a one thirty, I got to get a one forty. I got a one forty, and it just keeps going. I don't want to play that arms race with my with my deer. Um, I think if it's good, it's good enough. Like I, I don't, I think any any two to four year old buck that comes past me when I'm hunting public land that I've not done a good job scouting in off season. I've over the years I've compounded knowledge. But any two to four year old is going to get creamed by me if I get an opportunity. Sure. And that's. I don't don't think you're in the
0: minority there.
2: (laughs) I'm happy to do it. Public land's hard. And I'm not even wearing that badge of honor like public land, tough. Like I don't. Mm -hmm. That's just what I hunt because I'm not rich enough to buy private land. I'm not leasing land. That's all I have access to. And I make a good use of it. I'll bounce around and hunt, hunt with Greg, hunt with Derek, hunt on my own. So far, all the hunts on my own are the ones where I've killed deer, so apparently I'm on to something.
1: <laughs> you need to get away from these
2: guys. <laughs> it <sounds> apparently.
3: Like. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> apparently not putting them in the right spot. I don't know. I've gotten pretty close. <laughs> I've gotten them in the general direction that he's seen deer, but it just didn't quite pan out, so it's the way I get it goes. Cl- I get
2: close and it uh, tells me I'm doing enough right.
3: Just enough. That's right, and that's all you need. Yep. Absolutely. What about you, Greg? What's your mindset going into the year? Um, I'm always trying to do a little bit better. I've I've gone back and forth. You know, I've, I've passed bucks, and then it, it depends on what I've got in the freezer. You know, I have the opportunity to shoot does, so I can afford to wait for a bigger buck. Now, a bigger mm-hmm. buck's probably going to be, you know, a Pope and Young or better. You know, a, a, we'll sure. say Pope and Young to, you know, if I'm not turning down a 135, 140 if it comes walking through, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'd probably be just as happy to shoot a 125 or a 130 because I haven't shot one in a while. So a couple of years ago, I killed a a nine-pointer. I think that one might have been, we'll say, 110 inches worth. I was happy to kill that deer because I really struggled. You know, I had some close encounters with a four-corn and another six-pointer, Right on the ground. I mean, it had the forehorn darn near sniffing, was sniffing the brush where I was hiding behind.
1: <laughs> oh, he
3: got it. He got and, it. And he, he, like, he knew something was up. And I, I practiced drew on him. Like, I, I let him turn his head. I got into position, drew my bow. He mm. walked around the brush, and I just kind of followed him. And I leaned back and and drew where I was drawn, and just lined up the peep and kind of got his vitals. And he just kind of stopped and he was looking forward and he was kind of side-eyeing me. And all of a sudden he was like, was up here. You know, you could tell he, he was, he knew something was wrong. And all of a sudden he turned and looked at me and I'm just sitting there and I, I kind of chuckled at him and then he turned and bounded about four steps and stopped. And I still had the bow drawn. I let down and I just watched him and he, I could have shot him multiple times, mm-hmm. but it it was a cool experience. Cause it was eye level. I was on my knees in the brush just watching this deer at eye level and, you know, sure. I could hear him breathing and
1: everything. It was, it was a great oh experience. I at least yeah. would have scared him real bad. Yeah. <laughs> not,
3: not, not so bad that he didn't come back again. And just to kind of look around, you know, he came, came out of the cattails looking around. I'm like, really? You're going to do this again? <laughs> Whatever. He never blew at me or anything. He just, he knew he wasn't supposed to be over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Pierce, we got to know, man. What are you doing?
0: I'm going to be hunting uh, some private. I'll be at my folks' place over uh, in Blue Mounds. And um, I have had some bucks showing up under these apple trees on our property for the last four mornings now, I think. Yesterday morning, we had a a pretty decent one show up. Um, However, literally right before we hopped on, my neighbor sent me a picture of one that's about twice that size Uh, From just across the road So I'm thinking I'm probably just going to be on a meat mission Uh this Saturday And I'm hoping for a, A nice fat dough Eating some apples and uh Get some meat in the freezer And then save the buck tag for later on In the fall
1: All right, man well uh It's so where I'm at right now It is 11.25 And I don't know where my saddle is Uh but but uh, I'm supposed to be hunting in the morning, like like tomorrow morning. Mm. And I'm supposed to be leaving here in like four and a half hours. So I don't know beast, if, what's that.
2: Beast, well Good you can you. say
1: you can say that now. If I make it to the you tree, can tree can tomorrow, sleep then you
2: saddle. can You can sleep safely in a say call it a knapsack, you'll be alright.
1: Oh yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I don't know I don't know that I'm gonna make it out, but if I do I will be in a tree tomorrow morning.
0: Which dude, you are the early morning warrior, though. I am like you get up earlier than anybody I know, That's... whether it be for turkeys or deer. That's I remember true. the first time you and I hunted. We were going turkey hunting, and you're like, "Why don't we meet here at like quarter four?" I'm like, "Dude, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <You're> insane! <laughs> like, you, were, no. you
0: were
1: you were what an hour? You were what an hour from me?" And I was like, Oh no, up. that
0: I was, I was over my folks place. I was like five minutes from it. And oh, I was still right. like, dude, no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, this season though. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You did say that I was an hour away and you were like, yeah, probably quarter to four, maybe four. So we can get in there and, you know, just get set up. And I'm like, dude, not happening. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm weird, man. I like to get in there real early. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You said somebody,
0: you got beat to the spot this got, year too.
1: I got shined off man at like I got shined off. I'm walking
0: oh, in. Oh man,
3: what?
1: I'm walking in. And there's me. a dude sitting there flashing me you with mean, his it, with his light. I'm like, <laughs> dude, if 3:45 in early enough, I don't know what I I got nothing for you. You know, like hey, I, I can't. He, I'm like,
2: he just slept out there.
1: Like you just you just win. You're just better than me. Like you are simply a better man. So, um, anyway, well, guys, man, we're going on uh, going on about an hour here. Uh, and I'm supposed to be hunting in the morning. So I'm going to go try to find my tree <laughs> saddle. I'm going to go see if I know where my platform is. Still don't know where that thing's at.
2: You sound like you are one of us then.
1: Man, I am an OKS hunter <laughs> through and through. I, <laughs> so I still remember I was, uh, I was hunting in Wisconsin. I think it was my first year hunting in Wisconsin. And I went all the way into this like super secluded bedding area. I climbed up in the tree uh, a buck heard me climbing, so he got up and came in, checked things out, turned around, went back in, and uh, not long after that, I dropped my uh, dropped my grunt call down and down onto the ground beside me, and I had an eight point come in and work a scrape like fifty five yards away, and I couldn't do anything. It was early season; a little grunt would have been perfect. And uh, I think I tagged y'all in the picture and was like, "This is an okayest hunter moment." Like, like this. This is literally the epitome of. uh, I think you
3: actually texted. You might even texted me that. I may have. I I think you texted me the picture of like the grunt tube laying down in the leaves or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "Yep, had an OKS hunter moment this morning." Yeah. There's a buck fifty five yards away. I'm going, "Oh man."
1: Yeah, it was a rough one, dude. It was a, it was not a good one. But gentlemen, why don't you guys tell folks where they can find more from you? You've got social media stuff going you got tv stuff going you got podcast stuff going my goodness
2: i'd yeah go to com and they'll it's all there you'll there find all the stuff right there perfect awesome
1: well thank you guys so much for coming on the show i appreciate you taking the time i look forward to keeping up with you again this year and uh hey i'm gonna be up in wisconsin november 1st through the 12th so we should uh we should make plans that I can then hurry up and kill something and break the plans for that, like I did with Matt. Ah, and uh, Yeah,
2: dude, that's how you get it done, then get it done. That's right, <laughs> then that's right. We'll make plans, to shoot hang out with us. I'll shoot some something, gear.
1: we'll be done. So Sounds good. Cool. Great. All right, awesome, guys. Thanks for your time.
3: Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: That's all for this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig this show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. While you're at it, if you could leave me a five-star review, I would very much appreciate that. You can also follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at the Wisconsin Sportsman or at how to Hunt Deer. That's also the best way to get a hold of me. Suggest topics, guests, or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show. Big thanks to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, and Onyx. Please go support the brands that support this show. And if you're looking for more great outdoor content, check out thesportsmansempire.com where you'll find my other podcast, the How to Hunt Deer podcast as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts. And until next time, make sure you make the time to get outside and enjoy the incredible natural resources that are ours as Wisconsin sportsmen.